Good morning. Good morning. We we back. We back at it. December first. We we start this week. We starting off week thirteen, right? Yeah, week thirteen. Ooh, already. Week thirteen. Yes, sir. My guy D Butt in the Thunderdome out there in Indy. Yes, sir. Out here, beautiful. Beautiful Indianapolis, you know he'd be on the road somewhere, <laughs> handling business somewhere, somehow. But uh, we back, man. We kicking off week 13. It's the man to man pod. I want half of the pod, Darius Butler. Got my co-host, Antoine Bethea. What's Once good? On the road, man. How you feeling, man? How your week going? Week going good, man. Week is going good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finishing up strong, as always. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? Great, great, man. I feel like that uh that Thanksgiving week work wise for me, it was a short week. Wrapped up work on Wednesday and then didn't really have to fly out till Tuesday. So almost like a little bye week, low key. So now ready for that uh that home stretch, that yeah. push. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's post Thanksgiving football now. It's a lot of matchups with a lot of winning teams. Um, you know, this upcoming Sunday, this is also the point where some teams get eliminated. So uh, a lot, a lot of pretenders and contenders are separated, man. So uh, I'm excited about this finish, man. I feel like we we should get a better brand of football um, later on in the season to finish up, and hopefully that starts tonight with a big uh, AFC East matchup with the Bills and uh, Patriots on uh, Thursday night football. But uh, feeling good, man. Live from the Thunderdome, it's always good vibes out here, and always great vibes on the Man to Man Pod, of course, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, so yeah, man, let's get into it, man. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. As always, we tell y'all put your questions in. Um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. M2M Live, we definitely gonna touch on a lot of uh questions from the fans. Um, interact with y'all today. Um, but until then, we'll catch y'all on the other side. Wait, 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 we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, uh, forgot, we gotta tell them what we, what we, you know, so we're gonna get into on the other side. At least some of the things, obviously, we're gonna talk about the game tonight, Bills, Pats. Uh, Got to recap our Colts, Steelers. <laughs> yeah, Kyler P2. Kyler P2. Kyler P2, little, little former teammate drummer. Yeah, Colts of the year. Um, possibilities, our suggestions, mm-hmm. our predictions. But, yep. um, you know, some 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 nice stuff, man. So, y'all get ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And we back. We back. Let's jump right into it, man. I recap. Monday Night Football. Steelers, man, came into town and beat our coach 24-17. Um, a lot of talk at the end of the game. Talk about yep. you know, clock management, um, how to use the timeouts. Um, what was your, your thought process on that? And then, you know, how mm-hmm. people reflect on the game and talk about, you know, the good and the bad. Yeah, man. Uh, I like you said a lot of talk about you know Jeff Saturday not not using the timeouts in that last um, sequence of plays, um, and, and 
I feel like if, if that play works, if he gets the third and two first down, Jonathan Taylor gets that, and it's 30-something seconds left. We got two timeouts at the 20-yard line. Uh, I felt like we'll still be in a good spot. But, um, you know, after that 15-yard scramble, a lot of time obviously ran off for them to line up and, uh, and, and run another play. So um, you could call a timeout there and then have two timeouts, maybe 50-something seconds left from the 20-something-yard line and then get another play in. But I didn't have a problem with him not calling the timeout. I have more of a problem with us not being able to block it up, not being able to execute. That's what it always comes down to, regardless if you're um, – how aggressive you are, how conservative you are, if you don't execute the play that's being called, shit, you always going to be able to look back and say that didn't work or that don't look good, that was wrong. So, um, Hi Smith, and I, I kind of put a video on my Twitter a couple of days ago after the game, <laughs> literally five, six, first and 10, he gets a sack, turns into second and 17, Matt scrambles, third and two, he gets in the backfield, makes a tackle right at the line of scrimmage and, you know, sets up that fourth and three. So, he really wrecked that drive. Um, but, yeah, Jeff Saturday, he came out, I think, the following day and said, hey, I wish I had it back, wish I called the timeout, wish I did some things differently. So, um, I personally not really a huge fan of that, you know, when a coach comes out and, and does that because that just creates a little second guessing, a little hesitancy for, for everybody, for him, for the team, for the media, I always question them. So, um, but, uh, that, that was my take on it. I just feel like we need to execute better in that situation. If you want to win ball games, and I, it was a winnable ball game, you know, Kenny Pickett, your guy, he played, he played solid. He's been looking better. But um, by all by all means, we could have definitely um won that game. What was your what was your thoughts on that finish? Yeah, um, <clears throat> kind of agree. Which I feel like on the long run on the scramble, I think you know if any time, I think that would have been a perfect time, um, you know, to call a timeout. You know, mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday probably already had in his mind what type of play, what play they was going to run. Yeah. Um, but I think you know you could have called a timeout, settled the team down, and make sure you know um you're able to execute on a play that you needed needed to have. But to your point, you know, we all know, you know, it just is, I gotta have it moment. You know, we gotta we gotta yeah. lock it up. We gotta make sure we get this first down so we can continue this drive. But um, you know, it's one of them one of them learning lessons, man. Like it's it's, it's kind of been like that for us all year. Um so close. And you know, uh yeah, Coach Dungey used to always say like death by inches, man. And that was kind of um how it was, man. And and as far as, you know, you, you kind of talked about, like, when Jeff Saturday come, came, came back out the day after and was like, you know, I wish, you know, I would have done some things different. I think that's kind of a, one of them things where you, you, you self-scout. You know, you go back, you kind of look mm-hmm. over the game and say, hey, what are some things? Because, I mean, as a coach, you do it for your players. Hey, yeah. you could have done this better. Um, you did this okay. You know, and if you was in this situation again, would you do something different? So, as a coach, mm-hmm. I think it's there's some transparency there. Um, yeah, it's my honesty. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But, but again, man, um, winnable game, like you said. I think they could have, they should have leaned on JT a little more. Um, but hey, that's that's water under the bridge now. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, you got to have a pass game. You got to be able to block too, man. You got to be able to block them up. And I, I feel like they didn't do a, a bad job on that until the end. Um, but yeah, man. Close game, one and two now. Jeff Saturday in his first three um, games as a head coach. And that's one of those situations where, you know, everybody was waiting for him to have that moment, right? Yeah. You know, the Raiders game, the Eagles – Raiders game was a win. Eagles game was close, you know, with no cigars. And then this uh, Steelers game, which was on primetime. So everybody's watching. 
And um, it was kind of like I, I thought about that Peyton that that watch along when he was all right. You know, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. And uh, but you've been seeing some of these. You saw it with Saturday. You saw it with uh, obviously I think it was Russ in that game, and then uh Brady, uh Brady and Bowles and the Bucks had a, a clock management situation as well. So these things happen regardless yeah. of how long coaches, quarterbacks have been around. I guess you know sometimes you just go blank in those moments. Um. But uh, hopefully they they obviously, like you said, he had some transparency, he had honesty about it. And then you self-scout and you get better. And um, it's probably the first time he's dealt with that situation. And uh, you put it in your back pocket to learn from it. Just like, shit, as a player, you get out there and get beat in a, in a big situation, a big moment. And then hopefully you um, you learn from it. But, uh, you know, the team is coming out. They're competing every week. Uh, they, 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 they're putting a, a solid product on the field. Yeah. Uh, we definitely got places on that roster where we need to improve and um obviously still what's this parks frazier going into his fourth game now as a play mm-hmm. caller in the nfl so a lot of moving parts there man but jeff saturday did say he's staying with matt Ryan. he's staying with the current quarterback depth chart so that'll stay the same uh kenny moore i think he'll be he's going to be out he hurt his shin he had a shin injury in this game so he left so that'll be a hole to fill hole to fill on defense um We'll see, man. We got the Cowboys. They got the Cowboys favorite by ten and a half points. Yeah, uh, this upcoming weekend. So another another big challenge on our hands for Jeff Saturday and our Colts. <clears throat> nah, no, no doubt. So you know, you're sticking with Matt Ryan right now. Um, mm-hmm. is there any point of the rest of the season where you think he makes a change? I don't. I mean, I, I I don't think mathematically we're eliminated yet, but you know, I think it's you know one of those games, one of those situations where obviously you got to win out, and then this team got to beat that. You, you know, yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of shit that got to go on for us to get into the dance. But I think um, I think it'll make sense. You let Matt stand there, um, you know, obviously until he can, because at least how it looks right now, he's going to be a quarterback next year, um, unless something drastically changes. But um, yeah, I don't see a reason why you pull them. Uh, guys got to keep, especially if you're Jeff Saturday. You, you're trying to win. You're trying to create a culture. You're trying to, uh, I would assume at least that he would want this job for a longer term, like a real, you know, without the interim uh, yeah. title on it. So this is the part where, you know, his he was behind the eight ball already getting this job. Obviously, lack of experience, not being able to put a staff together. All the all the moving parts that that we know are there, but um. So if you, you want to use these last few weeks to kind of create some type of culture to going into this off season or this interview process, so when you sit down with her, say whatever that interview process would be between those, you know, whoever's involved, right? Um, and say like, hey, this is what I've done so far, and then this is my plan, you know, in between time, and then when the guys come back, this is the plan going forward. So if you Jeff Saturday, I don't think I don't see a scenario right now, uh, where he. Uh, would uh would bench Matt Matt Ryan, but you know, this this elite this a week to week league, so we shall see. Yeah, yeah, interesting, man. But you know, like you yeah. said, man, Coast got a big one coming up, man, against the Cowboys, man. So definitely gotta come ready to play. Cowboys are are playing well, they're looking good. So big one for the coach, for the coach fans and the coach team, baby. Yes, sir. Tonight, 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 man. We got a Thursday night football. Matchup, man. We got the Bills at the Patriots. Bills eight and three. Patriots six and five. Divisional matchup. Bills three and a half point favorite. Um, what do you expect tonight, man? You know, um, divisional game. Mm-hmm. Bills they need this one, man. In the division, yeah. That record. Um, I don't I think they were there. Owen, Owen two in the division. 
I know they lost against the Dolphins, lost the Jets. Yeah, those only two they played. It's the first yeah, first game against the Patriots, right? Yeah, so I think they're zero and two yeah. in the division. So this is a huge game for them. Um, Patriots too. Yeah, yeah, obviously for the Patriots, big game as well. What you looking? Key points tonight. Man, well, Von Miller's gonna be out. Um, Von Miller's gonna be out. I know Tre'Davious White made his season debut last week um, on, on uh, Thanksgiving, but he he left the game pretty early. Um, and I don't remember any announcement. I haven't really followed up um, on uh, if he re- re-aggravated something or maybe it was a pitch count thing. Hey, get him 15 plays, 20 plays, whatever, and get him out of there. But yeah. hopefully he's out there, um, especially knowing another uh, Thursday game is coming up. Uh, maybe he's out there tonight. But uh, I don't know. It's, for some reason, this feels like one of those – one of those Belichick games where he just finds a way to get a don't, win and don't, don't do it, D. But at, at this point in the season, because I'm looking at the game last week in the Bills Lions, and we talked about it, and like that was that was the game that we both feel like the Lions could have won. Um, and going into it, you know, um, the Bills are nine and a half point favorites, so they should have won that comfortably. But um, no Von Miller, no closer there, man. Mac Mac Jones had a solid game last week. I don't know, man. I don't, don't know. Do it. Don't do it, brother. Don't do it. That three and a half scares me. If I had to just take an against the spread bet, I'm going past plus three and a half right now. Uh, For those reasons I mentioned, obviously, Jake Jefferson killed him. Like, he's been killing everybody. Uh, They got Diggs, another huge matchup at the wide receiver, see if they can stop him. But right now, Patriots plus three and a half, but I think, Bills still are the better team and then find a way to win. Where you at with it? Yeah, I'm at Bills, man. Um, I, I get it. Um, Bill Belichick, December football. Um, you know, Bills, Patriots, That's divisional matchup. Von Miller mm-hmm. being out, that is that is huge. But um, I'm going Bills, man. I'm going Bills. I'm not gonna overthink. Don't overthink it. Much. Don't yeah, overthink I'm, not gonna, it. I'm not gonna overthink this one too much, man. I'm going Bills on this one. Okay, and they both okay. Both these teams played Thanksgiving, so now they they both had a week trying to find uh, Josh Allen versus Patriots record. Anybody got that record off the top of their head? Um, I know they. Four. Josh Allen gets the Patriots. I think yeah, the first one I saw pop up. Josh Allen is three and four against the Patriots. Um, and who the hell been those quarterbacks for the Patriots during that time? So I don't know. I'll go Patriots money line here. Yeah, go Patriots money line. <laughs> <laughs> go Patriots money line. I got to start my week off right, man. People already think I'm a, I'm a Bills hater, a Josh Allen hater for some reason. Love Josh Allen. Shit, love the Bills. Uh, you know, we always have Diggs on here a couple times. Love Diggs. Love how he talks about his quarterback and that one-two punch. Obviously, bringing Vaughn, Poirier. Trey, you might be, love about the Bills. You might be right, though. You might be right. The, uh, the Patriots might, <laughs> might might sneak up on the Bills tonight. You might be right. You full of shit, man. I'm gonna have my final, my final decision by the end of the show, man. But hey, you know what? Thursday night. At this point in the season, I'm hoping I'm just hoping we get a good good game first and foremost. Um, two good teams, both winning records. Uh, this is one of the matchups with the teams with a winning record matchup. So uh hope oh, we start the week off right, man. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. I'm gonna start the week off right. I'm coming off a good good week last week, twelve and three money line. Um we're gonna, we gonna keep this thing, we're gonna keep this thing going, man. So uh D Buck might be on the sub, man. I think the Patriots, man, they might <laughs> They might be able to uh, get this one at home, man. So, uh, 
Let's ride with the Patriots, D-Buck. Let me five. You know what? I got a screenshot of all the <clears throat> all the matchups this weekend. Winning record matchups we got tonight: Thursday night football, Bills, Patriots. Okay. You see the records there. Then we got the Titans, Eagles, Eagles. One o'clock kickoff. Oh, you picking them already? Okay. Obviously, both winning records. Uh, the Commanders, Giants, both winning records. Who you got in that one? That's gonna be a tough. Where they playing at? They uh New York it looks like. I might go Commanders there. Oh, the who are we? The Commanders. Then we got go the seven four Jets at the nine and two Vikings. Vikings home again. That's gonna be a good one. I'm going. I think I'm going Vikings there. And then we got my 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 guys, my squad, the Dolphins eight and three at. The San Francisco 49ers now a big injury in that with Teron Armstead being out our left tackle who helped us short that O line. Nick Bose on the other side. Ooh, that's a I'm scary going. One. I'm I might go 49ers on that one, but stay 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 tuned. Stay tuned there. That defense. Yeah, yeah. That defense is nice. One of the most explosive offenses in the league right now with the Dolphins led by two, obviously. Uh that's gonna be a good one. And then uh the Chiefs Bengals. Two more explosive offenses, two more great quarterbacks. Nine and two Chiefs, seven and four Bengals. So a lot of winning matchups. You going with your Bengals in that one? You know I am. <laughs> Does Burrow have a winning record against uh you, you know I am. Okay. Hey, this, it's gonna be a good week, man. Got some good some good, good slate. Games. Good slate. Yeah, got some good games slated, man. Um, and these are the games that, you know, uh good teams gotta win. You know, good teams got to win. Again, we talk about November, December football going down this mm-hmm. last stretch, heading to the playoffs, man. So, y'all tap in Saturday. I was about to say, we go, we go, we gonna do a shot a Saturday show this week, this weekend. I'm gonna be more. I'm gonna be moving around a little bit. So we, we, I'm be moving too. Uh, <laughs> we gonna have to lock it down. We got to lock down the time. We get our 20 minutes in because this is a good week. We've been we've been waiting for one of these weeks. And I'm it's, sure the people who tap in and look at our picks, you hot right now, so gotta get your pick. Gotta, gotta hey. make sure my home work right. So, so if we gotta we, find we, that 20 we, minutes. We're gonna stay here. We're gonna get the 20 minutes, we're gonna get it early Saturday morning. Early Saturday morning. So the picks, the show will be up shit. Noon time, you know, in the afternoon, the Saturday pick show will be up every game. We're gonna talk about the game, we're gonna talk about our picks and why we made those picks. So Tap in. Obviously, you know, we're going to use the lines from FanDuel Sportsbook, but tap in. It's going to be a good one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, We got. We we talked about it. We mentioned it. Um, Kyler and P2. Yeah, this was was interesting. Do we have the actual comments or videos, anything? Um, Let me see. Let me see. We do... So here as you can okay, see here we go. Patrick Peterson on um on his podcast with B Mac, Brian McFadden. Y'all go check them out on the All Things Covered <clears throat> podcast. Yep. Um P2 said Kyler Murray doesn't care about anybody but Kyler Murray. Um obviously Kyler Murray seen this. He tweeted on Twitter, this isn't true. You on some weird <laughs> shit, P2. You got my number. If you really felt like this as a and quotes big bro or mentor, you're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me, so your podcast can grow. 
Mm. Um, how you feel about this, man? You know, from both sides, from P2. Yeah. Um, you know, P2, obviously, in Arizona, Arizona Cardinals legend with teammates yep. with, with, with Kyler Murray. So, you know, you might have seen some things in the locker room um, that was going on. So, you know, he made his comment, hey, Kyler Murray cares about Kyler Murray. Yeah. And, um, and then Kyler Murray responded. What was mm -hmm. you, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, well, I, obviously, first of all, like you said, um, P2 <coughs> – you know, he he's one of those guys, one was one of the OGs in that Cardinals locker room when um when Kyler gets there. So I'm sure he was privy to a lot of it, you know, all of it as far as teammates. And that, that's his opinion. You know, and you on a podcast, obviously we on our pod twice a week, uh, Monday, Thursday, live for an hour plus. So, you know, you get to talking, certain situations come up, you get asked your opinion, probably B Mac, probably I don't know how it led into that question, but came up and he said, Hey. Kyler Murray don't care about nobody like Kyler Murray. And people had those thoughts about a lot of teammates. Yeah. Um, and usually, you know, people aren't hosting a podcast and talking openly for an hour, 45 minutes, however long the pod is. So they don't really see it. So I think it's just one of those situations where I think he was being honest about it. I think that was his real thoughts. Now, they're not teammates anymore, but, you know, I've never been one for, you know, I, I would never make a comment like that publicly, I don't think. Yeah. Um, unless I'm unless there's some beef there or something, but I, I just wouldn't make that type of comment. And uh, so I get Kyler's response as well. Hey, you, you know, you got my number. If you feel like that, you know, send a podcast, reach out. I get it. I kind of get both sides, but um, uh, I feel like Pat was being honest, and I feel like Kyler feels some type of way. And um, if you ask different people, I'm sure you get different responses. Hollywood Brown will probably give you a different, real response behind closed doors than. You know, um, Buddha Baker, maybe. Like, I don't know. But um, everybody got different relationships. But it, it, it's interesting. Obviously, it's good for to be talked about. It's good for, you know, get the clicks. Thursday, you know, yeah. Thursday talks, go get the clicks. It's going to get the views. I just like when things like this kind of stay behind closed doors. These are conversations that we kind of have with each other. Like, you know, yeah. somebody name come up. Oh, what you do? Oh, yeah, I play with cuz. Like, it ain't, you know, I know it looked like it. that, but and that's just kind of what it is. So um not a huge fan of it, but you know, we're in the media now. We got to talk about it. Uh what's your thoughts on it? Obviously, you're a lot closer to this situation than <clears throat> shit. Most people uh, you know, been informed. You were teammates with both of these guys, right? Nah, I, I was out of there uh when when before Kyler? When, when well, before Kyler got there, okay. but definitely, you know, teammates with P2. And I, okay. I mean I'm like I you know you still tap. You still tapped in. Still yeah, like I, yeah. I still, I still, I respect both sides, right? So yeah. why I say I respect um, P two shit. He's a man. He, he spoke how he felt, you know, on his podcast, um, and he he gave his 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 opinion. You know, again, yeah. like we said, he's been in the locker room. He's worked with Kyler, so you know, again, that's his opinion. Um, and then shit with Kyler, I respect what he said. Shit, bro, like. You know, you could have hit me offline. You could have texted me. I, I respect that too. You know what I mean. So, mm -hmm. um, again, to your point, you know, I, I don't think I would have done that. Um, as far as you know, saying you know, a you know, D butt man, he D butt don't care about shit, but D butt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I don't think I would have done that. But um, but again, like you said, you know, get the get the talking on the podcast shit. It, 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 it happens all the time. Yeah, you just keep it, 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 it a buck. 
It happens all the time. You you comfortable. It ain't like you, you know, going on, you know, ESPN or something for, you know, a five minute hit. You know what you're gonna be asked, you answer your questions. You really just having, you know, open conversation. That's what a podcast is. It is for listeners, viewers, or whatever to kind of feel like, okay, I'm in the room, I'm having conversations uh, with these hosts or with whoever who, you know, I would never been able to have or be privy to 10, 15 years ago. Um, and now you're able to uh, have the conversation one for one with your cousin, you know, with yeah. some, with, your, with your, your partner on the pod. You're having a real conversation. And these are the conversations that people want to hear. People, okay, what's going on? They're on Hard Knocks right now. You know, you're seeing uh, – and I, this is what led to that, actually, that comment when Kyler said, hey, schematically, we were fucked on that fourth right. And I threw that pick. And a lot of people saw that as, hey, he was throwing the um, the coach under coach the bus. Coach under the bus, right. Yeah, and, and, and people feel a certain way about that. Uh, and, and watching the tape, I had it on Everything DB yesterday. It was a zero blitz. It was confusion. You could tell from the quarterback, from the receivers, it didn't really know what was going on. He threw the ball up. So maybe they expected a look, didn't get it, but they got straight cover zero. You got to have answers pre-snap for cover zero. So yeah. um, him saying that, I don't necessarily know if he was just – Really just hey beep beep beep. <laughs> but you know, it's gonna come out like that. But uh hey man, we always say it, when you lose it, that's when everything everything is bad. Uh, you know, everything is bad. You see it happen to Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson has been this guy uh for a long time, but now that he's losing and not winning or on winning teams, now it's like every oh man, nah, he's not, up. it's more than just losing though. Like, no, no, no. It's if if Russ was, he's not playing good. I'm not sure I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than just losing. <laughs> it's more than just losing. Like he's Russ is not playing well. If Russ, if Russ was playing, playing good football at that position, and the uh -huh. team was losing, I think it. I think the talk will be different. But Russ is not playing good football. At the quarterback position right now. Hmm. Now you know what I, I I push back on this. So Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert plays good football damn near every Sunday. Yeah. But a lot of people will say, hey, you know, and it's not necessary. It's not nothing to do with his personality because he's not a type of guy who wants to be in the camera and do all the bullshit. But uh, they'll say, oh, he's you know this is his record. He hasn't been in the playoffs yet, and we know everybody know at this point. It's it's a team game. Like that for quarterback sure. only out there for one phase of the game. For you sure. got a coach, you got all type of situations. So he's always played good ball from jump, but he still kind of get that's where the hate comes in on him. But for so for Russ, and most of the time the quarterback is playing well, the team is winning. But Russ, I feel like he was the same guy pretty much when he was on these winning teams, when he was playing winning ball, and now he's not, and to your point, he's not playing good ball and they're losing. Now when he's that same guy, now everything, all oh, you working out of the plane, all oh, your, your teammates can't get in contact, or oh, you throwing a party and half your teammates show up. Well, shit, we don't know that. We don't know that, man. Who showed up? Probably yeah. who was invited. Like, no, like, why is that even a report? You know what yeah. I mean? They ain't got shit to do with shit. But now everybody's trying to pile it on because he's playing bad. Got paid a lot of money as well, so that's going to come with it too. Um, so, yeah, it, same with this Kyler Murray situation. Got paid, number one pick. And if you look at him compared to everybody, you look at the rest of that draft class, I'm sure he's probably done and accomplished a lot more than everybody else or most yeah. of the other guys. But now they're not playing well. Teammates coming out, coaches, this, that, and the third. So it's always something, man. But 
Start winning. You play better ball, start winning. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, you know what solves all of this? Win some damn games. That's a fact. Win some games. Win some games. So we'll definitely keep, you know, pretty sure they'll they'll have, you know, maybe some some go back, some back and forth. But again, we're we're gonna see it. Yeah, we're gonna see. And then again, you know what I mean, before we, you know, get to the next side, but we we truly don't know what their relationship is. Obviously, you know, Kyler was like, you know, big bro mentor in quotes, but we won't know the truth, the true relationship between the two. So mm-hmm. that's a, it's a fact. That's a thing there too. So um let's get to one of these questions. Again, let's do it. M2M Live. Hashtag M2M Live. Um from G.I. Joe 317 of Faithful. I want to say what Pete Carroll. I want to say what Pete Carroll, but this is more a coach and culture being revived. If it weren't the biggest surprise, old Peter would have it as a walk away. With that being said, I'm going with McDaniel's because his work with tour. Okay, so we had a coach of the year. Um, odds or question? Yeah, I'm trying to. Here we go. There we go. Don't be biased. Who would you vote as the NFL's coach of the year through 12 weeks? Um, I guess this is uh, Joe's answer. And we got the odds right here. Okay. We got Nick Ooh, Sirianni. Okay. Negative 125. Mm. Kevin O'Connell, plus 500. Mike McDaniel, plus 500. Robert Salaz, plus 600. Brian Dayball, plus 1,600. And Pete Carroll, plus 3,000. Um, somebody got Ron Rivera up there with the commanders. I mean, uh, shit, what are they, 75 right now? 75, but that definitely ain't going to get me no coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Taylor, hey, he, you, uh, he's a good season so well. Let me see. Put that put that pick real quick. Let me see uh, for the people at home. So we got a picture up here with nine candidates. Uh, yeah. Kevin O'Connell, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, Robert Salah, Brian Dayball, Mike McDaniels, Ron Rivera, and Nick Sirianni. Damn it. You know what? It's a good, it's a good list, right? Because what Mike McDaniel doing? Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dayball, first year head coaches. Yep. And I think I would say all three of them are blowing expectations out of water. Like we, you know, we expected, especially bringing Tyreek Hill over. We expected the Dolphins to be good, but not this good. We didn't expect Tua to look this good. Yeah. Um, we didn't expect to uh, Tyreek to have better numbers through, you know, at this point than he's ever had in his career. Um, Kevin O'Connell got the Vikes in a nine and two. Yeah. Brian Dayball got the Giants back in, in being contenders. Uh, so I would, I would probably lean towards giving it to one of the first year guys because of the, how they blow expectations out. And you know, if it's down to those three, I got to go with my guy down to the yeah, yo, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. That'll be my pick. Oh, they said don't be biased, but fuck it. So, um, he might be there, yeah. I think I'm going with. I think I'm going with. I'm going out of Minnesota. I'm going with Kevin. Ooh, nine and two. Nine and two. Um, I don't think anybody, anybody. If you if you said you did, you a lie. <laughs> Will have Minnesota with a first year head coach, first year GM sitting at nine and two. After 11 games. GM too, yeah. You know, I don't think anybody would have said that. I think they're doing a good job. I know it's a lot of talk. 
that, you know, some people think that Minnesota still pretenders, but, you know, it is what it is right now. They're sitting at 9-2, and two, playing some good ball. Um, so I think I'll go with Kevin. Nick Sariani, yeah. you can't you can't go against that. They, you know, got them guys, um, got them guys rolling. Only one mm-hmm. loss right now. Um, but if I had to if I had to pick today, I'm going Kevin out of Minnesota. Yeah, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a great that's a great pick because you mentioned it the first year GM as well. Um, I don't know if any is Joe Sean. Is this his first year as a GM in New York? No. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that, that's a good point because Laurie was there before Sirianni, all these guys, Ivy Vrabel, all these other guys. So yeah, that's a good. Hey, good picks, man. Kevin O'Connell, Mike McDaniel, two offensive guys, got their quarterbacks, got their teams blowing expectations out of the water. Shit, we're in December right now. You sitting at a nine and two record in December? Shit. Hey, all right. yeah. call it pretending. Take, you that's cool. I take, take, take that every day. I think they can sew up that division. Maybe with a win this week. Probably so with that shit in that division this year. Yeah, it's gonna be that's an ugly one. But um but yeah, that's a good one though. It's a good it's a good race this year. Good no, race. For sure. Another MPM <clears throat> question talking about the Vikings. Everybody get down on the Vikings and talk about the point differential. Isn't it isn't it a positive because come playoffs, close games, come back the Vikings will be prepared for it. Or does it just me? We sh- we can buy teams like they say. Hashtag M2M Live. Um, I think we talk about this on the show a lot, you know. Um, winning those close games, you know, because it's going to help when it get, you know, down the stretch, December football, playoff football. Um, and we always talk about the two great teams win those close games. Yeah. Um, we talk about it, you know, it's five plays in the game that you can go back to and say, hey, if we would have done this better, done this better, or hey, we was able to go make this play. Um, you kind of talk about that, and that's what great teams do. <clears throat> Close games, you, you find a way to win. You find a way to win, and that's what it's all about. Right. So, um, again, Minnesota, man, sitting at 9-2, and two, you can't argue that at all. Um, winning these close games, I think it will pay dividends as you continue in December and into January. Yep, and you looked at the same team last year. They were losing these same uh, close games. You know, I feel like every other week, every week, we was looking at, oh, man, how did Minnesota lose this one or – uh, the Lions find a way to lose close games all the time. So it's, it's something to be said about learning and knowing how to win. And those those plays, those those four or five, like you said, difference-making plays in the game. So I don't care about it. nobody. Nobody looks at that the, the point differential shit at the end of the year and say, oh, well, this team was plus 87. But they, like, nobody don't care about that shit. Win, win the game or you lose the game. And then, um, you know, you get back to the drawing board and you do it all over again that following week. Um, that's what this league is. That's what it's always been and always will be. So, 9-2 right now through 11. Got another test coming up this week. Um, so, I, I don't make anything of that. And then the seeding matters too, you know, yeah. when you get to playoff time. Oh, matchups. You know, yeah, matchups. You know, you may get a better or a worse matchup, but may have home field advantage. Maybe even a bye week, you know, they're in contention for that. Obviously, you know, Philly um, – you know what? A ten and one. Ten and one. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's you know, it's a, it's a few weeks left that they can jump them for that one spot. So find a way to get a dub. Got to. Got that's to. That's all it comes down to. <clears throat> one more to question. One more, one more question, <laughs> man. Y'all keep shooting them. Um, yes, sir. From Wyatt J. Edwards, when a guy has a drop in a game. We as fans think that the quarterback wants to get the ball back in that guy's hand so he can get his confidence back up. 
do you as a DB know that and play a different way? Like, do you play more aggressive or does nothing change? Or am I wrong? Hashtag M2M Live. Nah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those things when, when you say as a quarterback, as a DB, at least that's how I felt about it. Like having that short-term memory, like that's that's a real thing. I think that's a weapon that you you, you need to have, not only in football, I think in life. But um, you have a play, a good one, bad one, a drop, a catch, whatever. When you're jogging back to the huddle, looking to the sideline, whatever, like that play is done. We, we locked in on this play, this formation, this call. Like that's what I'm thinking about. We're trying to win every down as a corner, as a safety. And winning that down starts with you. It's starting with your alignment, finding, knowing your keys, knowing the personnel splits, down the distance, all these different things you're thinking about. Um, so you're not thinking like, oh, man. You know, so-and-so just dropped the ball. They probably won't come right back to him. Like, you know, you ready for whatever action and, you, and you're trying to win every rep. So I would say that's that's a non-fact. That's a TV thing. You're watching the game. Maybe you got him on the fantasy or maybe you got a prop bet. Right. You might be thinking, hey, throw it back to him. Please, please don't stop throwing to him. But, uh, nah, that, that's not really a thing as a player that um that I ever thought about. What about you? Yeah, I really don't think about that. Um, I didn't, you know. Um, especially big-time receiver. You know, a drop in the game, you know, in your mind, like, okay, the quarterbacks will eventually go back to him, but it's not, mm -hmm. you know, not trying to predict, okay, he's going to go back to him this play. It's one of them things, you know, you do your survey of the land each, every play before he snaps, yeah. you know, you try to, you know, limit some things or, or, or whatever the case may be. But now nah, I don't think that was a, a big thing for me playing the position. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Man, we talked about coach of the year. So, only right, man. We get to talk about some of these odds, man. MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. Um, start off with MVP, man. The odds right now. Patrick Mahomes. Minus 190? Minus 150. Minus 150. Jalen Hurts, plus 350. Tua, plus six. And then you got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson um, coming here to the end. Right now, but who's your MVP? I think uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, obviously the favorite there. He's the betting favorite at minus 150. Like, he's just been playing lights out week in, week out. Um, kind of been at constant. Um, I feel like that was, you know, those, those odds, that's a good list. that We mentioned it a few weeks ago on the show. And we both had, I think, Mahomes, Hurts. Tua now he's played a bunch of games now so I think those are those are everybody well, those are my top three you know Mahomes Hurts Tua uh, maybe I even put Tua right above Hurts but Hurts has the, the the winning record but Tua his numbers where he is with all the quarterback rating ratings and efficiency and all that stuff like it's just off the charts um, same with Mahomes so I think those top three are solid right now but I, I I'm with the um, the odds makers here I'm with the, I'm with the sports book. Patrick I'm going Mahomes, to it's, it's his to lose right now. I'm going Jalen Hurts. Going Hurts? I'm going Hurts. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. I mean, he you can't can't go wrong. Like you said, he's playing good ball. Um, mm -hmm. playing real good ball. Um, but I'm just going Jalen Hurts. I'm going, I'm going the other way. Hey, 10 and 1? 10 and 1? Yeah, 10 and 1 right and now. Let me ask you a question. I know it's been a lot of talk. Um third year, third year. Been a lot of talk about this as far as the MVP award being a quarterback award. Like, what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel? You think it's right? You think it's 
is wrong. Like, how, how you feel about that? Being it's one, it's it's one of those things where it just it is what it is, man. That that position is just it's just we just talked about it with Russ and, and Herbert. Like, usually, if that quarterback is playing well, the team is winning more times than not. That that it's just too valuable of a position. Like, um, you touch the ball every snap. Uh, you got to get guys in the right plays. You got to make plays. You get to the playoffs. Like you got, you need a quarterback that can two minute drives. We know how many games come down to two minute drives. So uh, it sucks, but that is more times than not your most valuable <laughs> player on your team. And then obviously it's going to be the most valuable player in the league. It's only a few times that we could think back and be like, okay, that was that team's most value. You know, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Um. Shit, probably Aaron Donald, like, you know, J.J. Watt. It was times where, all right, that was probably that team's most valuable player, but it's hard to be the most valuable player in the league if it's another yeah. quarterback playing really, really good. So it, it's just – I hate it. I hate the, the reality of it, but that's that's the yeah, reality is of what it. They it are is. the most valuable player, yeah. What about what, – yeah. what's your thoughts on it? No, nah, I'm, I'm right there. Michael Parsons brought up. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, I hate it. It has to be that way, but to your point, like – in order for you to even have um, long-term success in this league and even a, a good year, you got to have a guy at that position. And if that mm-hmm. guy is playing well, typically, you know, your, your your team is sitting in a good good position. So I, I hate that the MVP award is like that, you know, yeah. um, leaning towards, you know, the, just the best quarterback. But, again, you know, defensive player or a, a, any other position other than a quarterback, you got to play lights, lights, lights out. Yeah, and I and I feel like which the offensive player of the year kind of has become just that a next player or anybody else in that like Cooper Cup. You know, Cooper Cup, you got a triple crown, you you I think you Super Bowl MVP. Like I think he was, but it says still it's hard to say if he he that because you need a quarterback to get him that ball. So it, it, it's tough, man. But that offensive player of the year is like that next MVP almost. That's just not a quarterback. So I feel like that award every year. Should go to a running back, a tight end, a a, a, a receiver. So shit, offensive yeah, player of the year. That that should be a good one this year. Actually, what's the odds on that? Here we go. You got Justin Jefferson plus two fifty, Tyreek Hill plus three hundred, Jalen Hurts plus three twenty. Then you got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Stephon Diggs. Get Hurts. Um, get both of them off. Yeah, Hurts and Patrick. Patrick yeah, <laughs> get them out. But you know what I like from this. <sighs> And I obviously I love Tyreek. Damn, it's hard. Jay Jeffy, seven games over hundred. But Travis Kelsey, man, I might go. I might go with Kelsey on this one. Yeah, just the pace he on, and and you know, obviously we into the Ben thing, and Travis Kelsey anytime TD. I feel better about that lock, bet every lock week. It in. <laughs> I'm like that. Bitch, that's <laughs> on every parlay I got there, dude. Uh, but he, you know, he just all he's inevitable at, at this point in time. Just like his quarterback, he get that ball with you know a minute left. You feel like he gonna make something happen. Same way with Kelsey, man. You know what it is with zone. He gonna beat man to man coverage. He's beating corners, safeties, um, and obviously, you know, we was gonna see how he was gonna perform without Tyreek, and then vice versa. And Tyreek is doing unbelievable shit as well. So it's tough to pick between those two. But I went Miami with the coach. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Another route. I'm gonna go with Kelsey on this offensive player of the year right now. Great selection. Plus, I'm, he was a plus a thousand, plus one thousand. Um, he might score twenty touchdowns this year. Plus sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. Oh yeah. Let me go ahead and sprinkle something <laughs> on that. 
plus sixteen hundred. So as far as bet wise, that is a good, a good, uh, a good bet. But I'm going Justin Jefferson, man. Um, offensive player of the year, having a phenomenal year. Um, crazy catches. You know, you know the ball is going to him. Similar to what, tra- similar to tra- Travis Kelsey. You know the ball is going to him in crucial moments, crucial downs. Yeah. Got to have it play. Kirk Cousins looking for Justin Jefferson. Still makes plays, man. And um, young, very, very, very young in his career. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna go with with Justin Jefferson on this offensive player of the year. And uh, he he had a lot of it was a lot of talk around him winning that award before the year even started because obviously you know he got off to this crazy start in his career. But now you brought you bringing in Kevin O'Connell who came over from the Rams offense where Cooper Cup just won it. And, yeah, you know a lot of people you know felt like Jeff Jefferson was gonna have a huge year this year and he's showing up so that, that's not a bad uh he's a favorite right now plus 200 not a bad pick at all yeah. any of the, all, all those names on there were great great options get the quarterbacks out of there though nah for sure I agree with you on that we're gonna go to the defense side of the get uh, defense side of the ball um defense bloody eyes Michael Parsons uh minus thousand God Nick, Nick Bosa Plus fourteen hundred, Matthew Judon plus sixteen hundred, Max Crosby plus two thousand, Chris Jones plus two thousand, Zadarius Smith plus seventy five hundred. I mean, this looks like it's locked right now, and which is surprising. Like you look at the odds from the offensive player of the year, Jay Jeff plus two hundred as the favorite, and now Michael Parsons minus a thousand as the favorite defensive player, of the year, which he was my defensive player of the year coming into it. But um, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, you know, he's a, on the best defense in the league right now. And what he does off the edge is, is tremendous. What was he? He was plus, what, 1,400? Um, who was that? Who you asking about? Bosa. Bosa's plus 1,400. <laughs> yeah. So, betting-wise, I think that is – I mean, Matthew Judon, he's up there as far as – um. Yeah, and that's who I was going to. He got – he has 13 sacks right now. <laughs> Yeah, see, it, it just – I don't feel like – because, you know, I feel like at least when you win that award or when you're in a running for winning that award, it's like the defense that you're on too. It should have – it should help you all. So, Bosa, I mean, you they four straight shutouts second half, top of the league scoring defense, yards, rush, like, yeah, give me – give me betting-wise, give me Bosa plus 14. I think that's a great – valuable great value in that bet but i did pick michael parsons and he is in my opinion right now the defensive player of the year so nick, nick bosa 11 and a half sacks right now Woo! on the best defense in the league yeah plus four that that those odds were shocking though i ain't gonna lie you should you you surprised by those odds you expected that uh i didn't think it was gonna be that Mark much is in there. dallas it yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be that, that much of a um. And Michael Parsons, he well, shit, he, he has twelve sacks. Um, so then, and it's been a lot of talk about Michael Parsons too. So, um, to your point, being in Dallas, uh, both of being in San Fran, top defense. Um, yeah. it's gonna be interesting. It'll be interesting coming I- coming towards the end of the stretch. Yeah, Michael coming off of um, and that, and that, like you said, this conversation is always a conversation. Why is MVP a quarterback uh, award? But Michael Parsons kind of brought that conversation back up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but he's coming right off of defensive rookie of the year too, so maybe that has something to do with it. But he's, he, you know, a lot of these, everybody on that list 
deserving. Yeah, deserving of that award. Great, great players. Uh, but there's a lot of lot of ball left. It'll be minus yeah. minus thousand. That, that's that's shocking to me. Uh, but uh, speaking of Dallas, speaking of Dallas, and since Michael Parsons, Dallas, Jerry Jones, he's been in the news as of late for something that happened a long time ago. But hey, shit pop up. And LeBron King James had a question. He, you know, I wasn't really feeling King James when it, his response to that Kyrie situation a few weeks back. But uh, do we have video for that or not? Nah? Yeah, we do. We do. It's a minute 40, so we might not give you the whole whole thing. Pause, uh, but hey. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> Got to grow up. Got to grow up, bro. I got one question for you guys before you guys leave. I was thinking when I was on my way over here, I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage. It's on the bottom ticker. It's asked about every single day. That shit was funny. You said I got you You're on mute. I got one question for you guys before you guys. I got one question for you guys before you guys leave. I was you thinking can, when I was on my way over here. I can hear you. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go, there you go. Well, well. Yeah, but yeah, uh, <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts? What's your takeaway on that? Um, you know my my real takeaway, and you kind of kind of mentioned it right. So, um, I wasn't feeling LeBron's initial comments on the Kyrie situation, but and I think, well, I ain't say I think a lot of people gave him some some shit on that, you know. So now he's able to sit back reflect and he probably like damn uh -huh. like i probably should have responded a little different you know what i mean mm -hmm. so but to his point you know i think it's just a lot of different ways you can kind of look at this obviously with Kyrie and you know playing in the nba and lebron is one of the you know um key face figures in the, the nba deep face yeah. of the nba so obviously he's gonna get those get those questions but to his point i feel like yeah like we talking sports we talking jerry jones we talking that it, it should yeah. be be the that same energy should be kept. So, I, I mean, I like it. And then, you know, we talk about the, the relationship a player has with the media. And these, like, you can kind of see, like, right here, this is what it's all about. Um, so, you know, he was able to, you know, get some things off of his chest. And I think that's that's warranted and yeah. that's granted, you know. So, that was dope yeah, about I, 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 holding them accountable. Yeah, I def definitely, definitely feeling <laughs> It was it was just funny how he went about it. I was I was thinking about something. You go ahead, and I like to your point. Kyrie obviously plays in the same league, and he's currently playing in something that was currently happening. So obviously that question is gonna come up. 
uh, ASAP. And you either you go, they got a choice to ask about the Jerry Jones shit or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you said, I know he got he caught a lot of flack with the response and the Kyrie shit. And you know, people, you know, you just get caught in that moment, and you know, with the media, everybody just want to jump on or something and, and throw fire on it without even really looking at the entire situation. Um, that happened with uh with Kyrie and um for him for him to come back and, and do that that was funny though that was, that was hilarious hey man and and to his point too when it is black people you know outside of a couple years with the George Floyd uh, murder and things that surrounded that before that you know when Cap when Cap was uh, protesting yeah Cap, now looking back in the 2022 you know people have people look at that situation a lot differently but you can flash back to 2016. Cap was one of the most hated men in America because of what he was doing in the plight that it was. It was it involved black people. And when it does, more times than not, it's like, all right, whatever, you know, get over it, move on. That's not really happening. Everybody equal, everybody saying rights. Woo, woo. And to LeBron's point, when we talk about moments like this, which that's that was a huge moment in our country's history where it was happening all yeah. over the countries. And and it, you know. He was in the picture. He was 14, 15. It was 60 something years ago. And it's not like he was, you know, in the, but he was, he was there. He was, he was there. there. He, you know, he, he wasn't there just chilling. He, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People say, hey, he's well, just a 14 a, year old kid. Just, man, look at him. Hey, four, be, 14, 15 year old. Yeah. I know people who have gotten some life changing trouble or, or made some life changing decisions 14, 15. So, you know, you know the difference between right and wrong. Uh, we're on, I was on Pat's show yesterday. Jerry Jones came up and said, yeah, Jerry Jones famously quoted for saying, what's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't even know what he was talking about when I was live on here, but it came up later on. But, uh, yeah, like to your point, like this from LeBron. Um, I like to see this from LeBron. You, this is using your platform, shedding light on this. And, it, you know, not, it's not like – coming to cancel Jerry Jones or anybody at this point for, for it ain't gonna happen but um I, I, it was good that he brought that up brought that question up he, hey it is a sports arena yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah man yo yeah. shout out to Bron shout out to Bron shit Tamir Rice was 12 shit Emmett mm -hmm. Till was 14 yeah um so so yeah <clears throat> Um, shoot, couple more, couple more questions, man. The hashtag M2M Live. Um, for my guy Tone, guys, if you were to make one super team using one NFL's team's offense and one NFL team defense, who are y'all taking? All right, no mind. Yeah, my, my easy too. They actually match up this 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 weekend. Oh yeah, that was that was mine. <laughs> Miami Dolphins Niners. Yep. Them right there with you, Dol Dolphins yeah. offense. So we we both the man to man part agrees. Uh, the Miami Dolphins offense led by Tua, and uh, head coach Mike McDaniel. Then that defense uh, on the other side led by D'Amico Ryan, and uh, those dogs over there, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Fanga, Jimmy Ward, like just ballers all over, all up and down both of those sides of the ball. So yeah, give me that super team. I don't know who be my special teams unit. Three phase <coughs> game, Tom. Yeah, three phases. Um, shit. Who I spe what special teams you we going with, man? Give me new. I'm give me New England. Well, coach teams always have good special teams. I don't got the stats no, now, but hey, they had a, they had a huge run into the punter. Ah, yeah, like, but then they had a walk off punt return too. Players fuck up, I guess. 
Yeah, give me New England. I know. Give me New England. I'm give me you. New England. Give me New England. <laughs> um, one more last one, man. M2M. Hashtag yeah, M2M. Use this hashtag. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, is there any hope for the line secondary? Or are we that devoid of talent? Hashtag M2M Live. They played decent last week, you know. Um, I feel like they actually played better since they moved on from uh, the, the coach that they fired. Um, now I think I think I think it's potential there. You know, I think it's potential. They had to had the big let up in the end of the game, letting Diggs get that forty yard catch at the end. But um, now nah, it's it's potential, man. You always getting good players. You got draft. You got free agency. You got great coaches in this league. Um, you know, not everywhere, but you got good coaches on that staff for sure. So now nah, I, I don't think it's I think it's some hope there for sure. Yeah. Definitely some hope there. We got a question for you, D-Butt. Okay. <clears throat> From that <laughs> underscore 12-PHX, <laughs> how is D-Butt going to deal with that flex Sunday night football game? My man's going to be in hell. Can Abathay and I get a live stream of Darius watching the game? <laughs> I need to see the emotional roller coaster that man is about to ride. Hey, can we throw them uh, a top two breads? But uh, I thought about this. As soon as I saw this game flex, and I've been getting a lot of mentions on Twitter about it too, because obviously these two of my teams, Dolphins, Chargers, got flexed December 11th. Uh, and I great, great, excellent job, excellent use of the flexing in the schedule, first of all, for the NFL. Nobody wanted to see Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos on primetime again. But – um. It's going to be easy for me. It's always easy for me. Anytime the Dolphins are involved, um, Dolphins coats will be tougher for me, honestly. But anytime the Dolphins are involved, it's usually easy for me. That's that's lifetime. Like, hey, that, this is my squad. Like, growing up, this is the first thing I remember is being a Dolphins fan. <laughs> oh, shit. Also. Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> it's easy for me. I'm a new fan of the Chargers and Justin Herbert. So easy for me, man. <laughs> Dolphins are all this every day. Yeah, I hear this guy. Um, so yeah, fans up, baby. That boy D-Buck, man. Um, GI Joe got a question, man. AB, do you agree with DB when he said you need five to eight good to great DBs in today's game? Um, that shit is it's hard to have eight great DBs. Um, three great ones. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's that's. That's almost impossible to have, but you gotta have, you gotta have some good guys um, in your DB room. Um, if you give me five good DBs, um, you know two great ones, I, I, I'm working with some. But because the way this game is played now, you, you, it's, it's played um, majority in the sub package, right? Sub package, yep. nickel package. You got five DBs on the on the field, so you need those. You need a, at least minimum five who can go out there and get the job done. Um, and obviously, as we know, injuries happen all the time. Um, guys are yep. going to go down. So you're going to have to have at least one or two guys um, that's going to be able to step in, um, no hiccups, focus, um, and, and can get it done. So if, if I'm a DB coach, you know, I'm stressed. I need at least seven guys that I know can go out there and play winning football. And winning football, doesn't it doesn't mean you have to be a great DB. 
You know what I mean? Winning football, mm -hmm. knowing what you knowing your assignment, um, playing technique technique sound, and being able to get the job done. Yeah. Good question. Great question. Um, took took my comment a little little out of context, but I, I kind of said what you said. Like I feel like in today's league, you need six <laughs> DBs that can be at least six that can be starters. Right. If you if you can look up and get six starting quality DBs, which I think you need. It was a time. It was a time point where, hey, I got my four starters and these other guys, and coming like, nah, you need a good six. Once you, injuries happen, matchups happen, things like that. So I think you need still at least a good six um, to go out here and, and compete uh, week in, week out for all the things that you said. And that great, I think it kind of gets, especially in the in the the media age that we're in now, greatness and, and goat and all this stuff gets thrown around a lot more. Like it's it's a it's a big it's a you got you got players in the league, then you got good players in the league, then you got great players in the league, and then there's kind of like an elite, elite category where very few touch, like first ballot Hall of Fame type guys. But even a notch below that, like great players in the league, like those are guys that are like changing the math every Sunday. Like every Sunday, it's a receiver on the field. Hey, we got to double this guy in red yeah. zone, third down. It's a, it's a pass rush. Hey, we got to double this. We got to slide the protection that way. We got to know where he is. The linebacker, hey, we got to point out and knowing where he's got in coverage. And, you know, quarterbacks, you know, running backs, all these different guys. Like, those are the great players. And the good players are the guys, hey, we ain't got to worry about it. He's going to do his job. And he's going to make a great play every now and then. So, and then, you know, and then there's players that, you know, they just there until they can be – they're going to be replaced by the team contracts up whatever whatever so it's levels to this shit that great shit kind of get thrown around a lot but i think starting quality guys that you can depend on that you can trust you need at least six of those in that secondary but a uh, great great question um by, by the whole crew today man a lot of, a lot of hashtag m2m lives on there we appreciate that man as always as always and before we get out of here i'm gonna show some 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 love yeah man um, our guy. That's, big, right? that's dope, right there. That's dope, man. Um, two HBCU grads. Mm -hmm. Got Fairville State Williams, and then we got South Carolina State Durant, man. So showing love to the guys. Yes, coming sir. From the HBCUs, man. I love to see it. Yeah, man. Speaking of, man, you got any thoughts on, on, on Coach Prime? Coach Prime obviously led Jackson State to a his, its first 11-0 um, season ever. Um, he's been garnering, which I think everyone knew he would be garnering a lot of attention from, uh, you know, the bigger schools, PWIs, Power Fives, whatever you want to call them. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, on, on him potentially uh, leaving uh, Jackson State? Don't leave Jackson State, Coach Prime. Do not leave. I understand it. You know, money talks, you know, power five or bigger stage. But being an HBCU alum, man, to see what <clears throat> what he's been able to do at Jackson State um, mm -hmm. to bring a lot more eyes from the people on the outside to the HBCU um, landscape. Um, I, I feel this is just me um, selfishly saying this. I think the impact that he's having, <clears throat> excuse me, is grander than him going to a PWI or a Power Five. I think mm -hmm. what he's doing for them young men at Jackson State, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I, I hope that he stays and he, you know, don't go 
to 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 the money, man. Like just that's just me selfishly yeah. want him to stay and, and 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 keep building this legacy at the HBCU um schools, man. So that's just me. That's just yeah. me, man. But I, again, I know money talks and he's gonna do what's what's best for him, best for his family, best for where mm -hmm. he's trying to get to as far as you know his coaching career. But yep. um, but again, man, I, I I hope he stays at Jackson State. Yeah, and and a lot a lot of people feel that way. You know, a lot of people feel that way. Obviously, he, he the the attention he's brought. Um, shit, it was on college game day this year. Um, and just and then we just showed the Kobe the Kobe Durant, right? Yeah, yeah, the Kobe, Kobe Durant, the Kobe Durant, Joshua, yeah, Williams, Joshua Williams, you know, yep. two HBCU DBs, you know, getting an opportunity. We know. Prime was Coach Prime was loud about you know not getting the same opportunities and the opportunities have gotten better even from that standpoint. So I would definitely love to see him uh, continue to build that legacy um, at Jackson State as well. Uh, but like we said, that, that's both of us you know selfishly you know talking on it, speaking on it. Obviously, he's going to make the best decision for him and his family um, as he should. And um, you know, I you know that's that's my guy, so I'm gonna be rooting for him either way. And I, even if he does end up leaving this year, I think he the work that he has done up until this point, um, I don't think that'll be forgotten anytime soon. But again, but, um, I, we, we I both see, I go ahead, go ahead. I, I don't see him like you know you go and get Travis Hunter, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. You know. As we talk yeah, about, I like, you don't think his son may be there one more year? His son's there one more year. Team, but his quarterback? Yeah, yeah, quarterback. You know what I mean? So just just think about it as, you know, I think we kind of, we all cut from the same cloth as, as if D. Butler was going into a young man's home and say, hey, look, mama, you know, bring your son to, to Jackson State or to, you know, UConn or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be, and I'm gonna I'm bring it when he comes back. He's gonna be a better athlete, but more important, he's gonna be a better man. You know what I mean? So, and you know, parents say, yeah, you know, put your hands on my son. So I just feel like in situations like this, you know, Travis Hunter could have went anywhere in the world. He decided yep. to go to Jackson State. I'm, I'm glad he made that decision. And I just think, and I look at it, say, you know, for prime to up and leave before he's done. I just think he owe it to him, man. I'm just not. I'm not singling out just Travis Hunter, but again, you know, it's one of them things. I just think it's it's it's, uh, bigger. it's bigger for the I, culture, man. I agree with everything you said, except for the the. That's tough. That's tough because I, I don't want to put it in a situation where because we know we know the obviously the football the 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 family side of it the sitting in my living room recruiting me, and then we also know the business side of it. When it comes to football, being a coach, shit, being a player at this point. Um, so I don't know. That's tough because Travis Hunter would he be the last? Would he be the first or he, next year they may get another four or five star guy? That's and why it's I like, hey, you got to stay with something. And another, I, 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 I get it, but we <laughs> so players for the most part commit to coaches, right? Coaches and programs, but coaches like the coaches that recruited you, that that sold you on that school. And then coaches, more times than not, commit to that school. Like when they that school their contract, and that's why we see it. Shit, Fickle just left Cincinnati, went to Wisconsin, I think. Um, it happens. It happens all the time. So, um, 
It's tough, man. It's tough. It is. It's tough. It is. It, it, and like I said, tough, I'm talking. I'm talking selfishly, man. We, yeah, we, we both want to stay there for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, but again, we we can all agree that what Coach Prime has done at Jackson State is a beautiful thing. So, yeah. shout out to Coach Prime. Shout out to Coach Prime, man. It's coach, coaching shit ain't hard. Uh, it's, it's a huge sacrifice, and obviously for a, a man like him who could be doing anything uh, anywhere. So uh, we both want him to stay at Jackson State. We also know um, the business of it, everything else uh, that, that comes along with it. But uh, we both hoping he stays at Jackson State. But like I said, I'm rooting for Coach Prime wherever he go. That's 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 my guy, and I'm rooting for Jackson State also, and everybody on the um in that HBCU, man. No I doubt. I love, 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 love what you did, man. But um, Thursday night football, man. You made your final pick. I'm still going Buffalo, or I talked you out of it. Um, yeah, I'm going Buffalo, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got Buffalo, man. Deep bug got New England. Uh, <laughs> we are gonna see who gets off to the to to a fast start this week, man. Week uh week week thirteen. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking New England with the points. I don't know who I'm going money line, but give me New England plus three and a half, though. But hope we get a good game, man. And appreciate y'all for making this a good show. You know, appreciate all the questions. As always, man, appreciate y'all rocking with us. I posted some of the um, tone sent does some of the Spotify things. You know, Spotify do does their yearly wrap up, and it kind of mm-hmm. you know, and it's one of those things where I think in, in the grand scheme, we'll always look back at, at these times like, hey man, you know, these are the different milestones that we hit along the way. Because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like it's almost like a game. Like we get in here, we do our pod, and then boom, we move on and go on about a day, and we do our next one. And then sometimes it's good to kind of zoom out and just look at the big picture where you started, where we at. So to see the numbers, to see how many people rocking with us, different countries, mm-hmm. being in the top tens and sharing all that shit, man. We appreciate y'all uh, from the bottom of our hearts. No doubt, man. You said it best, man. So again, we're gonna have a Saturday pick show for y'all this week. Me and D-Buck, we can coordinate. Yep. We'll do a Saturday morning. Like D-Buck said, by noon, you guys will have our picks for Sunday slate, man. And as always, we appreciate you. Tell a friend and tell a friend. And we out. Yes, sir. We go. Don't.